Hello and welcome to What Happened To You with Chrissy Kelly. I am so excited to be discussing this topic today because it is something I am super passionate about discussing and that is uh, ADHD and uh, in some ways also the, the majority of the neurodivergent community, um, sorry, neurodiverse community. Um, but more specifically today, we're talking about ADHD and trauma, but it can, some of the stuff I talk about is also relevant to other disorders in that bracket. Um, so there is a lot of research around and discussion around trauma, development and attachment being connected to the diagnosis of ADHD. And also a lot of people going around saying that everyone has ADHD symptoms nowadays. Um, I feel like that's a very impersonal thing to say with some, to someone that's struggled with ADHD um, because I don't feel that everyone has that. Um, I feel like there's more prevalence of ADHD symptoms, but not everyone struggles with it. Um, so a lot of this information will be a mix of uh, content that I have found in research papers from evidence-based communities and will also be on my personal opinion and observation of myself being diagnosed with ADHD and autism, my history um, and my observation of both personal and professional relationships with people in my life. So I work as a trauma therapist, a somatic trauma therapist. Um, I also work as a yoga teacher and nutritionist. Um, I do EMDR, DBT, uh, and I specifically work a lot with developmental trauma. So I have a lot of experience as well with attracting clients who have um, neurodivergent qualities, and I'm very, very passionate about this topic. So in this podcast today, I would really like to emphasize the connection between the diagnosis of ADHD to childhood trauma and environment and your environment during upbringing and also how attachment styles come into play with an ADHD diagnosis as well. So today I'm not going to talk much about what trauma is because I've got other podcasts about that um, you should go and listen to. If you haven't listened to them before, go and listen to it just so you really know what trauma means. Um, there's a lot of uh, confusion about trauma being more so like a PTSD diagnosis, but it can be uh, so much less than that um, in the sense that not that it feels less in your body or in your nervous system, but it could be being called out or shamed by a teacher. It could be you know, one sentence that your mum or dad said to you when you were a child and that gets a stuck energy in it and you learn a belief or a statement about yourself that gets really stuck and imprinted in your nervous system um, and therefore in who you are and what you believe in, especially about yourself or the world. And so I'm not going to get too far into what trauma is. Go and listen to that. But essentially, when I speak about trauma in this podcast today, I'm speaking about all different types of traumas, the five or six different types I mentioned in the first podcast. Um, and then also 
I want to speak a little bit before we get in also about some facts, some important facts about ADHD um, and a little bit of history about it. So firstly, for a long time, ADHD was primarily known as a childhood specific disorder. But as the research grew, uh, everyone knows now um, that children just don't grow out of the ADHD symptoms, but they often learn to mask and somehow shift their symptoms. So in contrast to the difficulties of hyperactivity and impulsivity that children with ADHD tend to encounter, adults with the condition are more prone to lack mental focus, um, have memory problems, feel restlessness. Um, And also something important to notice as well in this is that boys and girls, um, it's, it's now known that boys and girls have ADHD of equal amounts. Um, but ADHD displays very differently in boys and girls and often it's more diagnosed in boys and it's often missed in girls. So many women struggle through their life until um, often later in life, like most women like in their 40s now are being diagnosed and and um, not having known, like having known there was something different about them, but having never gotten the help they should have gotten. And so it's actually through social media, um, which is one of the amazing things uh, and the positive sides of social media, that people are actually getting more information um, about ADHD and realizing and then going to seek help themselves and often getting a diagnosis, which is both very, very helpful and empowering but can also come with a lot of grief knowing that life could have been very different if they were diagnosed and got the help they needed as a child or a teenager and I know for myself I definitely felt that way um I was diagnosed in my mid-20s and I actually had a lot of anger come up towards both my mum and my dad because they didn't get me the help that I needed. So it's a really loud motorbike just went past. Um, They didn't get me the help that I needed. And therefore, like, I just felt like, because they would always say to me and my mum and my dad, I'm sure a lot of you who have been diagnosed feel this as well. Um, My mum and my dad always said to me, um, you know, there's something wrong with you. Like, why can't you just behave? Like, um, you know, why can't you be like your siblings? Like there was all these like attackful, hurtful things said to me. And that that's a really common thing that ADHD people experience because they're different. And back then it was pretty shameful to get a diagnosis like this. So it is really common that a lot of women especially went through and didn't get diagnosed and now have that anger and grief from not getting the help they need. So if you are going through the diagnosis, just get some support either from, you know, some personal relationships or professional relationships to make sure that you process that grief and that anger or that whatever comes up um, in that moment. So, okay, let's get into childhood trauma first. So to speak about childhood trauma in relation to ADHD, childhood trauma is linked with ADHD and vice versa. So trauma and adversity can alter the brain's structure, especially in children, which is partly the reason to explain the link between developmental uh, developing of ADHD and 
ADHD and trauma can also prevent in, present in similar symptoms, which can really complicate the assessment process of whether it's ADHD or trauma, specifically in kids as well. Um, tra- trauma, if present with ADHD, can exaggerate. Exab- oh my god, sorry. I always struggle with this word. It's like a bit of a dyslexic thing. Um, Exaggerate. Oh my God. Okay, just laugh at me. I'm not going to try that again. ADHD symptoms. Um, At the same time, ADHD may also increase the risk of trauma because we know that neurodiverse humans are more likely to experience trauma even after diagnosis. So... Traumatic stress and other factors like even like premature birth, environmental toxins, genetics um, are associated with um, ADHD development. So the connection is likely rooted in what's called toxic stress. And toxic stress is the result of prolonged activation of the body's stress management system. So when confronted with acute adverse stresses, the body releases uh, adrenaline, um, triggering the fight or flight. And this happens in the mother and in baby. So um, can this can develop even during pregnancy. So just to be aware of that. And we'll speak a little bit more about that a little bit later. so you get into a fight or flight and then cortisol, a stress hormone, is also released, helping to immobilize the body's energy stores. Um, it also activates the immune system and even briefly enhances memory. So when the stress response is activated in children in the context of um, supportive adult relationships, the physiology effects are buff, buffered. However, this buffering relationship, when it's unavailable and when the stress response is long lasting, toxic stress is likely going to be the outcome. So studies indicate that the toxic stress can have an adverse impact on brain development in children. So regions in the brain involving fear, anxiety, impulsivity may overproduce neural connections, while other areas dedicated to reasoning, planning, behavioural control may actually produce fewer connections, which leads to often the hyper-awareness of everything going on, but then the lack of that reasoning, the ability to slow down, be present because of that development of having that activated toxic stress as such a baby and a child and this is where the development of the brain literally changes to ensure that this human is able to survive in the world that it's in so i hope that makes sense i know it's a little bit sciencey and some people don't like sciencey other people love it but essentially toxic levels of stress hormones can even cause like neural cell death especially in the prefrontal cortex so the prefrontal cortex is the region at the front of your head kind of like where your forehead is behind that um which is associated with executive functioning self-regulation and attention um and also the limbic system so which is associated with like learning memory emotional regulation and um reactivity as well so 
stress hormones play a big, big, massive part in how the brain is developed, which is obviously why ADHD and trauma are linked. And it's there's the science behind this. It's not just um, that's just not my opinion. There's science backing this theory. Um, and there is also a lot of common symptoms between traumatic stress and ADHD. So some of them being like difficulty concentrating and learning in school, uh, distractibility, disorganization, um, inability to listen and stay present, uh, difficulty sleeping, restlessness, hyperactivity. So um, trauma can make children feel agitated, um, troubled, nervous, uh, and also high, high, on high alert. Um, so specifically trauma, like those things that we just mentioned, can often be mistaken for ADHD because of that agitation, the nervousness, the high alert, that can be mistaken for the hyperactivity in ADHD. So there's some t- symptoms that overlap that are common between both but often some are mistaken for ADHD because that's where people more comfortably look than acknowledging trauma in a child. So um, let's move on because that's um, pretty firm in the cement that ADHD and trauma are linked um, and also that there's it's not just ADHD that's linked with child traumatic stress like there's also like other mood disorders especially like antisocial um, behavioral disorder which is more linked to boys and borderline personality disorder which is more linked to girls but also anxiety um generalized anxiety disorder especially uh learning difficulties um there's others as well but those are the main ones Let's move into, um, just very briefly, I want to look at attunement and how important environment is. So ADHD was and still is mostly somewhat thought to be a genetic condition. So this is from my own thinking. I couldn't actually find any research to like firmly back this up. Um, but my logic definitely does support this as being like a really firm idea in my brain about attunement um so say you have a mum and a dad and they both have ADHD and a child they have a child together a child is born and they need attunement protection and a baby cannot co sorry cannot regulate their own nervous system and emotions until they're at least six seven years old um and so children and babies, 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 especially the first like two years of life, they need to co-regulate with their caregiver. So if a parent or both parents say in this example that I'm using, both parents had ADHD, possibly, possibly trauma, their nervous system is likely not to be regulated and likely they will struggle to then co-regulate with their baby. So if a baby is unable to safely co-regulate with their caregiver or a caregiver, this is where we see attachments come in, especially when it is both parents, not just like one parent has ADHD and is got a really dysregulated 
nervous system that won't in the science like backs up that that won't cause attachment issues as much as what if both parents so do you see how this is all connected how that in itself could cause a dysregulation in a baby's nervous system and cause an increase in the stress hormones instantly and also then that starts to form the attachment stuff that we're about to go into as well so yeah it's like this nature nurture theory that's going on with everything all the time like whether it's nature like it's genes it's genetic it's dna like all that stuff or whether it's nurturing like caregiving caregiving the environment um what happened more so than what's wrong if that makes sense um okay so let me take a breath and a bit of a drink i just got my amazing vitality greens juice here it's amazing um okay so let's have a chat about attachment styles and it's linked to adhd so of course i'm not suggesting that everyone with adhd has an insecure attachment style and attachment wounds still there is a connection and there's science to back that up so attachment theory proposes that caregivers who are attentive, excuse me, um, attentive and responsible, uh, sorry, responsive to their children's needs allow the child to then form a sense of security. So from the child's perspective, this means that they feel safe enough to explore the world with confidence because they see their caregivers as sensitive and protective. So the more close of an attachment and trust and protection a child feels as a baby um the the more they will have the confidence to explore the world in like a more open and trusting way when they get older so this is obviously um not a good thing for like all the midwives and um baby sleep people who uh, are still shockingly recommending um, to put your baby in a room and just let them cry and cry and cry until they, um, you know, go to sleep, which actually causes um, a massive attachment wound. And I've worked with a lot of clients who we've had to actually go back to memories where they, which is crazy because it's precognitive, but um, they still have that sense and feeling and memory in their brain um, of being left in a cot and crying, crying, crying. And we have to go back there and heal that wound in them because it really causes a lot of issues, a lot of abandonment stuff and insecure attachment. So, okay, let's go specifically into ADHD and attachment theory. Um, so there is links between like the hyperactivity, the hyperexcitability, difficulty focus, focusing and impulsivity um, with attachment theory and ADHD. So those are very linked. So you think about having an insecure attachment um, where you didn't feel like you had an attentive or responsive uh adult to rely on then say you developed an insecure attachment style which could be you know you could be um either 
uh, anxious or avoidant. I had the biggest mind blank then. Um, <laughs> and so say you developed one of those, all of the traits that are linked with insecure, uh, when they're triggered, could be also linked with ADHD. So all the traits which can be um, challenging for a caregiver to manage in, in everyday scenarios also and could potentially interrupt the quality of the bond that the caregiver and the child form. Um, if that makes sense, like I'm trying to put this into words. Um, so all of the traits which a caregiver will find challenging to manage in everyday scenarios that could potentially interrupt the quality of the bond of the caregiver and the child um, are linked with what ADHD could be presenting with that hyperactivity, hypersensitivity, the difficulty focusing and in the impulsivity. So that could be really linked in with the quality of the bond, which leads to the attachment issues. So caregivers' sensitivity regarding how they manage their children's behaviour also forms the basis of a secure attachment bond. So say ADHD is developed early on in the child and say it's even presenting in the first couple of months of life the parent or caregiver whether they have ADHD or trauma themselves if they're unable to meet the needs of an ADHD child because the needs of children with ADHD are greater than those without they're unable to meet the needs of a of this child with ADHD this is where we will definitely see the basis of an insecure attachment bond starting to form. So perhaps for these reasons, the findings of many studies have found that many people with ADHD tend to display behaviours that resemble those with insecure attachment styles. Hope this is all like making sense now. I'm trying to like link it all together for you. Um, so the question is whether attachment issues cause ADHD or is it the presence of ADHD that leads to an insecure attachment? Um, And the insecure attachment style typically goes together with a positive outlook, healthy levels of self-esteem and the ability to focus for long periods of time. Long periods of time. So what's more, secure attachers are typically willing willing and enthusiastic to preserve... Um, and persevere through difficult times and difficult tasks. So in contrast, those with insecure attachment styles tend to have lower levels of positivity, self-esteem and higher levels of inattentiveness. They also have like hasty behaviours and lack the drive to persevere through difficult tasks. So fascinatingly, attachment theory may have implications for whether or whether or not someone develops ADHD before they are even born. That is crazy to even like think about, but let's chat a little bit about why that is. So in a review of 29 different studies that examined how attachment may affect ADHD, results showed that if a primary caregiver had an insecure attachment style, then it is more likely that the child would develop ADHD, particularly if the mother was the insecure attachment style 
the baby would be born already with ADHD symptoms. So this can be more linked with studies identifying that babies are both um, babies are both with the same born sorry born with the same um, or similar nervous system as their mothers. Interesting, 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 interesting. So babies who are born to mothers with a dysregulated nervous system are born with a dysregulated nervous system. And that makes so much sense. It also links back to the toxic stress theory we mentioned earlier, that if a mum is experiencing toxic stress through before pregnancy even, through pregnancy, birth, childhood, of course that child is going to be experiencing toxic stress and therefore have changes within the brain. So this was a lot of information. This is probably the longest podcast I've done too. I try to keep them really nice and short and sweet. But essentially... If you can't tell already, there is quite a few reasons and links to why trauma could be present within ADHD people and whether it there is a bit of a link between genes like the nature side and nurture of like trauma and what happened and attachment styles because also trauma can be linked to attachment styles if you have an insecure attachment style you're more likely to have experienced trauma during upbringing almost like 90 percent or more likely so i would recommend 100 percent if this is you you've resonated with this you can see where you may have developed trauma that's enhanced your ADHD symptoms or maybe even possibly bring it on somatic therapy is what you should be focusing on somatic therapy EMDR um, maybe even internal family systems uh, focusing in on those types of uh, therapies that can really help to take you back to those root memories those core memories those traumas and attachment wounds that were formed when you were younger because yes, once you're over 25, you can't, oh, you can change the brain you, and trauma can be healed through the brain. But once you're over 25, it's really a lot more difficult to do so. And it is a lot more slower. But if you can do it beforehand, it's awesome because the brain is a lot more malleable back then. Um, uh, well, back then for me, but um, before you were 25. So now though by working with the trauma getting into the body starting to clear those trauma imprints you slow down the nervous system and the primal part of the nervous system and the primal part of the brain which then really helps with those really common adhd symptoms as well as trauma deficient stories self-worth confidence all the rest all right i'm gonna leave it there I hope you guys have a great night or day, whatever time you're finishing or listening to this. Um, I do have discovery calls on my website available to book in at any point. If you want to have a discussion about this or working together, please go and check that out. I will be taking on two new clients in about two to three, oh, sorry, three to four weeks. Um, and after that, I will be full again. So uh, definitely get in quick if you are wanting to snatch up one of those places. Bye, guys.